bonus. Brought it to him. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the All Pacers podcast. If you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram at all underscore Pacers or on Twitter at all dot Pacers. That's backwards. Yeah. It Wait, is. I, I wasn't listening. <laughs> uh, just flip it and reverse it. Okay. Oh, like uh, salt and pepper? Oh, my God. Way wrong. Dang it. I, we, my wife and I just listened to the song the other day. I recorded her singing it. We flipped it and reversed it. And it turns out that's the second part of the song. I put my thing down, flip it and reverse it. Who who sings Not it? Not gonna tell you. Gosh, who is it? Oh, Missy Elliott. Yeah. There it oh is. my gosh, dude. It you sure it's not honey cocaine? I'm positive. You're <laughs> the only person who knows who honey cocaine is still. Well, hey, at least I, I got on my second guess. There you go. For that song hey great reference is that the reference you were making though yeah for sure okay cool <laughs> uh to be clear it's instagram all dot pacers twitter all underscore pacers uh this is jeremy joined by jack and breezy as always we're already off the rails so great start to this pod how are you guys doing today good belly is full that's what we like to hear what was your uh, what you have as a bite today i brought some fish over that i just grilled up marinated with a little olive oil and lemon extract blend I'm not sure I can taste the lemon extract. Maybe I need to add more. I just want to do lemon. Maybe I would just want to do the lemon extract. Yeah. I watched this documentary uh, not too long ago where when people are looking in the stomachs of fish, they're finding microscopic particles of plastic. It's true. So did you taste any plastic? I did. You did? So You were eating fish stomachs. Is that what we're confirming yeah. here right now? A fish stomach. Look, it's great. Oh, I guess you would have to eat the stomach. Plastic is protein. I don't think that's right. <laughs> so, you know. I, I don't have any science we're saying gonna, that it's not. We're going to need somebody to verify that because I'm going to say it's not correct. Okay, I'm going to say it is correct, Austin. Uh, I vote correct. Okay, so. <laughs> well, thank goodness we're not the All Dot Science podcast. Yeah, we'll let not them yet. decide. Hey, does that fish have you feeling uh, kind of statty right now? Uh, I feel so statty. So statty, in fact, I can remember... April 17th, 2013, uh, the day after my 18th birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Whoa, I was an adult. I was eating cigarettes <laughs> at <laughs> Banker's Life's, I uh, almost said Steakhouse, Banker's Life Fieldhouse. <laughs> Might have been the Conseco Fieldhouse still. Do you guys know where you were? April 13th, is that what he said? I uh-huh. was probably still recovering from your birthday. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you. Throwing actually. up cigarettes in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> I've got no clue. Well, I can tell you. Well, I already told you where I was. I was eating cigarettes at Banker's Life Steakhouse. And the Pacers wielded one of the worst lineups in NBA history. Um, but today our stat is focused on Gerald Green, who, and this was his lone year with the Pacers. He had his best game. In the second-to-last game of this season, he had 34 points and six rebounds on 14 of 23 shooting, six of 12 from three. So a great game from Gerald Green, former dunk contest champion. Uh, this lineup here is quite interesting, though. Let's hear it. Well, what what year was it? Can we try to guess? This uh, is 2013. So 2012-13 season. Oh, um, I I mean. Darren Collison? Nope. Gerald Green? 
Yes. <laughs> this was not the regular lineup. Uh, is that is that Rodney Stuckey year, or is that a little early? For I you? think that's a little early. It's a little early. Yeah. Man, I don't even know who to guess. Was Jan Mahinmi on the team yet? Jan Mahinmi is in the starting lineup for this game. Okay. Oh boy. TJ Ford? No, he would have been gone. He's gone, yeah. Do- uh, Donald Sloan? Donald Sloan, I don't know that he is on this team. Okay, I'm I'm out of guesses. So the lineup was DJ Augustine. Oh! Lance Stevenson. Of course. Who was not, did not have his career year yet at this point. Uh, Gerald Green, Tyler Hansborough, and oh. Jan Mahinmi. That's Psycho not the team. worst lineup of all time, though. It's Let's one of them, though. <laughs> it's 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 below. They average. would have a great game with this year's Orlando Magic. If you had told me that <laughs> team had started games for a process Philly team, I would have believed you. Yes. Well, and Tony Roten's not in the starting lineup. <laughs> one of the greatest players that never was. They were playing the 76ers, though. Oh, there and was go. Tony Roten on that team? Um. He was not on this team. Nick Young was on this team. I did not know that. All right, so it sounds like uh, Philly may have had a worse lineup starting than the Pacers did. They had Drew Holiday, but it looks like he got hurt in this game. By the way, the Pacers lost this game by 10 points. I don't know if I said that. Well, you did mention the lineup, so yeah, uh, pretty obvious. I think Spencer Hawes and Drew Holiday both got hurt in this game. Thad Young was starting for the 76ers, oh, wow. as well as Evan Turner. And Damian Wilkins, so a lot. Of, oh, and Lavo- they had Lavoy Allen too. There's a lot of and Justin. They had Justin Holiday too. Wow. So <laughs> they they just had a, a whole team of Pacers right there. Pretty much, yeah. And one of Jack's favorite possible future Pacers. Uh, confirmed future Pacer, according to sources. I I never mind. I'm not gonna say that. No sources have confirmed Wait, it. Who are your sources here? <laughs> Maybe sorcery. It might have been a dream I had. I I don't know. Well, let's just say it was a dream I had. I always say it's a dream you had. <laughs> hey, thanks for the stat of the day. Shout out Gerald Green. Shout out to Gerald Green. It's always nice to not have an Austin Crozier stat if we're doing stat of the days. So. Yes, it is. You know, we always say that, and I feel like it's been quite a while since we've had one. It it's has been it's a while. the bit, though. I, it was for the sake of the joke. I don't know what that is. <laughs> you know, bit backward is Tib. Tib's coaches basketball. And we're talking about basketball right now. Keep it going. Holy cow. Keep reassociating. <laughs> How are you putting all this together? This is insane. Yeah, it came to me in a dream. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tibbs is, of course, spelled with an H. Pronounced Thibs. Yeah. And you know, if you spell Tib backwards, you get bit. And that's what Breezy just did was a bit. I committed to a bit. <laughs> uh, moving on past all the Tibbs and the bits around here. Uh, Jack, you got some news for us today. Uh, just... You know, basic news. I, I mostly, when we were planning this podcast and I said, uh, let's do the Pacers news after the stat of the day segment. Jeremy, I usually rely on you to have all of that <laughs> stuff. So I have some things. If you guys think of anything as we go, um, add it on. But I just wanted to bring up the most important piece of news this week, which is Karis LeVert is healthy. True. And yeah. back. Or I guess back's not the right word. He's here. I guess that that was more news last week. It was? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But uh, we got to see him play for the first time this we week, which was exciting. And I'm not mad what we s- not mad about what I saw. I mean, he looked a little tired. His legs looked heavy. Yeah. Um, and I think he even said that himself, too. He he uh, was – I mean, he's not in game shape totally yet, but right. came in, brought a spark, created his own shot a couple times, did some pull-up threes. Love to see it. And uh, Levert's here. 
and hopefully to stay. He's here to stay, so we'll we'll see. But um, Levert's healthy. I saw some rumors. I think there's no validity to it, no truth at all. Is this Drew Holiday? No. <laughs> you did see head sources. I don't. I, I'll, I apologize. But if anyone is going to have a source and find out the Drew Holiday news first, um, they better come to me immediately. <laughs> the next thing I wanted to talk about is there's a lot of trading or trade rumors with Miles Turner being like he's being pursued by a ton of teams. I think there's a 0% chance of him getting traded right now. What do you think? I agree. I said that last week, I think, yeah. that I don't think he's tradable anymore. I saw the... Wait, I, he is very tradable. Yeah. But I think for the Pacers, he has become untradable. Yeah. So I, I saw, obviously, the Lakers are always the headline and yeah. players that might get traded to those teams. So Lakers, Knicks, um, Hornets, and Pelicans, I believe, were the four teams that are pursuing Miles Turner. But it looks like there's not going to be a deal done, um, which is fine. I'm I'm actually at that point now where it's like, all right, like we're not a great team. Let's just wait till ter- till Warren's back, and do no more trades. Which is crazy. It's a crazy mindset for me to have. Total paradigm shift. But yeah, hey, I'm here for Miles Turner on the Pacers the rest of the year. It's very opposite of what you normally are. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then, do you guys are you guys Colts fans at all? Yeah, big time Colts fans. Big, yeah, big we're, time. We're we're Colts fans here. So I just want to say Carson Wentz decided he's number two. Huge piece of news, and. Jacoby Brissett is no longer a Colt, so we no longer have goal line rushers, right? Well, they have Jonathan Taylor. I guess Jonathan Taylor, but he's our second option last year, right? What's going to happen on third and short, though? Is it going to be third and Brissett still, or are we going to change the name? I love Jacoby Brissett, so I'm sad about that. I don't like Carson Wentz, so I'm (laughs) sad about that. I'm just very sad right now, but, you know. Hang on. We usually record on a Thursday, but we're recording on a Wednesday, and the Colts are blue. Is Breezy having a blue Wednesday? <laughs> I might be having a blue Wednesday. It's a pretty dreary oh, day man. outside. <laughs> the rare second blue Wednesday in the, in the course we're, of we're a year. We're going to have to change the name. It could be a Brissette Wednesday, a blue Brissette Wednesday. Blue okay. Wednesday's already taken, you guys. A blue set Wednesday. Blue set, a blue set Wednesday. Blue set. <laughs> hey, that's all the news I have. All right. See, well, this is why you're the news guy, Jeremy. You guys relied on me for news. You know, I did. Two out of the four were Colts. <laughs> I, I saw that you wanted to talk about news and stories. I think that's exactly what you said. Yeah. And my first thought was, what did he see? Because <laughs> I hadn't heard anything yeah. spectacular going on. So there you go. There's all the news and stories, if mm-hmm. you will, mm-hmm. from this week in Pacers land. Not much there. But we did have three games. We did. And Jack, I know you, as always, predicted three wins. And we, we only went one and two. So how are you feeling coming off these three? Uh, I feel like we should have had three wins leaving these games. The Lakers game um, was a nail-biter to the end. I mean, we, we had the game in the palm of our hands, and we blew it at the end of the game. Um, and this was a game where it's like, look, the Pacers showed a ton of great signs. We're getting Levert back the next game against the Suns. So... Like, yeah, we lost this by five, but there's hope. And, I mean, yes, I do think we should have beat the Lakers, but there were good things that came from that game. We did blow it, which always hurts. But the next game against – or, sorry, Jeremy, I don't want to move on yet. What what were some of your thoughts from the Lakers game? Uh, you pretty much said it all. There, there's a, been a running theme in all but, like, one or two games for the past month or so, and it's that they're all winnable games that the Pacers just, like, get away, mostly in the fourth quarter somehow. And this was just another one of those. Yeah, I believe we're first place in 
uh, blown fourth quarter leads. I think we have 13 games where we've blown fourth quarter leads now. Yeah, I believe that. And I think it was the Timberwolves who were first, but I think we passed them up after this Lakers and Nuggets game. Not to give too much away, but yeah, I think we're the worst team in blowing fourth quarter <laughs> leagues this leads this year. It's not great. Not great. It doesn't feel good. Uh, that leads to the Suns game, which did end up going a lot better than the Lakers game did. It was a 122-111 win. Jack, what are your thoughts on this one? Levert was back. He was. And looked good. A um, little rusty, like I had said earlier. But came in, gave us more options, allowed teams to lay off of – or allowed the Suns to lay off of Brogdon and Sabonis a little bit. I mean, it's we'll see it more as the season progresses and as Levert gets his legs under him a little more. But – we have another option in Levert now. It helps to have, uh, well, when Warren's back, hopefully he comes back this year. He's still in his boot and still limping. Yeah. But when McDermott and Justin Holiday are coming off the bench, which is where they should be anyways, mm-hmm. um, because they're so effective there with that second unit, we're going to look like a totally new team because what we're missing a lot, like we talk about how Sabonis and Brogner are getting overplayed a lot this year, and there is truth to that. But one of the biggest things we're missing is our second unit's not totally how it was last year because they're not coming together. Right. There was a pass in this Suns game, or it might have been the Nuggets game. I, I can't remember, but Aaron Holiday gets the ball, passes to Justin Holiday, and as soon as he gets the ball for three and shoot, like right before he shoots, I knew it was going in because Aaron Holiday knows where to pass Justin the ball, and he's going to give him the best opportunity to score that way. And Justin Holiday, sure enough, switched to corner three, and. It's one of those things like they do play together a good amount this year. Aaron Holiday's lost a lot of minutes, but I think he's earning them back. And he, uh, I think this Suns game was his first, like, I guess maybe second good game of the year. Yeah. I don't know. But the Nuggets was his third good game of the year. And I guess good-ish. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm excited to see that second unit together. Karis LeVert's allowing Doug McDermott to come off the bench now and play with TJ McConnell, who they play really well together. We got to see yep. some Sabonis with that too and um, create for Doug McDermott. So yeah, we beat the Suns. We beat them really well. And you want to know what else? I thought Devin Booker was a pretty good defender. I, I don't know. I've never thought that before, but he was working hard. Chris Paul's brought a lot of intensity to that team and they look really good. They have been playing really well this year. They're a pretty good team. Yeah. What are, what are some of your thoughts on the Suns game? Uh, this is another thing I mentioned last week. It was really nice to get a, really creative player back and um, Karis LeVert being able to get the ball and get his own shot is something that we've been sorely missing and he got to do that a few times which is great and then uh, off what you just said the Sabonis McDermott McConnell uh, trio on the second team is fantastic and we haven't had that at all this year pretty much and right when we're able to have that back fully um, It'll it'll be great for the second unit. Yeah, uh, Miles Turner looked good in this game as well. Yes, left with sixteen points, four blocks, um, and hit both of his threes. You love to see that. And uh, yeah, I mean, this was just this was a game where you knew we were going to win because Levert was coming back and we had a brand new energy. The Suns, I mean, it was it, they're a really good team. They're top, maybe top four in the league right now. But this was just one of those games where the energy's there, and like right off the tip. It felt like this was the Pacers game to lose. Yeah. Um, I actually thought that in during the game while I was watching, like it was the first time in a while I had watched a game and felt like, oh, this this is in hand. We're fine. Yeah. Even in the fourth quarter, I was like, oh, this is good. We got this one. A couple notes, too. Karis LeVert, in this first game he played for the Pacers, has now played more minutes than Jalen LeCue, Keelan Martin, 
Cash Stanley has 28 minutes on the year, so I, or maybe no, I, actually I think Karis LeVert has more minutes played than Cash Stanley in this first game. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy to think about. Like we've had these guys all year. Karis LeVert comes in for one game and beats them all in minutes. It's it's not crazy, but just to me, I thought it was kind of funny. Well, just until the I think you just mentioned a bunch of two-way guys, and until recently, there was still the games restrictions on two-way guys. They yeah. just voted that to not matter this year. So well, they were in the bubble too for the tournament. I saw Goga was there. So. Yeah. Uh yeah, but yeah he's back. Levert's back, and we're we're excited about it. Wait, how did the Pacers do in the G League? Uh, you know what? I don't I don't know. Do you know? I didn't realize we were on all dot fire ants. <laughs> I didn't either. What about mad ants? <laughs> who won? The I don't know what that is. <laughs> who won the? Do you know who won the G League tournament? Uh, I don't. I do not. I. If I had to guess, I would say the ignite, but I can't know that for sure. Was it? Uh, I don't remember who it was. Never mind. So there are now guys coming from high school into the G League now, right? That's the Ignite that, team. That okay. No, they sure. didn't win. They didn't win. No, they didn't. They were really good though. Yes, but maybe I, I didn't watch any Couldn't games. Beat the old guys. Yeah. It's the first step to letting guys go straight from high school to the NBA again. So I'm all for it. Same here. Let yeah. it happen. That their best. I can't. Re- can't remember his name, but their best player is fantastic. He's he could have played in the NBA this year. There's no reason for him not to be, like <laughs> getting stuck in the G League for a year. Like fine, but but he's playing good talent, better than what he'd be playing in college. So yeah, well yeah, but you're gonna play better talent in, yeah. in the NBA. Yeah, at least this is a good stepping stone for high school guys to go to the NBA. It's a sure. better stepping stone than college. Yes, hundred percent. This might you know back in the day too, you would have. It seemed like the hit rate for high school guys was pretty low. For every Kevin Garnett, there was probably a Robert thir- Swift. A Robert's who's that? Remember him from the Seattle Supersonics? Mm-hmm. Big guy, red hair. Oh no! You would have. I remember Stromile Swift. Robert Swift was always on NBA Live. He was. He would always show up if you're doing a draft or something. And be like, oh, Robert Swift. I should <laughs> probably grab that guy. And he was always that. terrible. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say, for every Kevin Garnett, there's three or four Jonathan Benders. Oh. <laughs> but we could also use Robert Swift, I guess. So maybe this G League thing will be a way to sort of weed that out. Since they are playing better competition, like you said, mm-hmm. maybe they realize, oh, this guy's actually not ready to go to the NBA. You're going to sit here in the G League for a little while. Yeah, yeah. true. Because they can't go back to college, right? I guess maybe they can now that you get paid for your likeness. Is Technically, there? you can always go back to college. Yeah. What you about just, play in college? Yeah, you can't go yeah. play in college. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, sorry. Another piece of news for all the IU fans out there. Archie Miller just got fired. He did. It sounded like a lot of boosters came together and uh, paid the $10 million, like extra fee to get Archie Miller to leave. For Booster? Sure. <laughs> or donor? Donor? I hardly know her. <laughs> oh, gosh. That clipped so bad. <laughs> Uh, it could have okay. been. Sorry, everyone's ears out there. What if it was only one booster? It could have been. What yeah. if it was Mr. Mark Cuban said, get this guy out of here? Oh, yeah. I wonder if he cares that much. I assume Probably. he Probably. He, he's pretty involved with IU stuff. Didn't he like pour much of money into the training facilities? Yeah. Oh. He was so, there yeah. for Bob Knight's game that he came back to recently. Oh, okay. Uh, real quick before we get to this uh, Nuggets game, Jack, who do you think the uh, next IU coach is going to be? Uh, 
There's a number of names. If you say them, I'll just start laughing at you. I know. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I saw Indy Star did an article where it's like headlined by Brad Stevens, and I'm like, Jesus, yeah, it's not happening. So many of you fans think you're getting Brad Stevens. You're yeah. just not. I know. Here are the names that my dad has thrown out. He has said Brad Stevens. Nope. Jay Wright. Nope. And Tony Bennett. Nope. <laughs> what about Beeline? Has he said Beeline? Uh, yeah, he did say Beeline. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Which B-line. that I could maybe That's, see. That one makes sense. At least he's not working. Well, you might as well, well just get Bob Knight back. Because they're the same age, right? <laughs> Pretty much. I have, I have a friend who's an IU fan who said, if if you're not looking for a long-term solution, then John Beeline is the way to go. Be- and that makes a lot of sense. He was a really good college coach. Yeah. He did call his Cavs players thugs, though. That's which, not great. Which was not good. Not good. was very bad. Um, so, I don't know. How about uh, Rick Pitino? I've seen a lot of people think maybe Rick Pitino will go there. Dude, I'm all in for that. Let's do it. I'm okay with that. What well, if you were an IU fan, which you were at one point, and you were also a Louisville fan, or you are? What what would you say? Like if Rick Pitino wanted to come to IU, I've seen people say like, "Oh, Rick Pitino should go to IU and really stick it to Louisville and Kentucky fans." And like, I couldn't care less if you get Rick Pitino. Yeah, <laughs> like, whatever. Literally, yeah. only people around here where we live like think that would be a a burn, a sick burn yeah. for Pitino. <laughs> I'm not trying. I like Louisville and Kentucky. I'm a diehard IU fan. So, I mean, like, if he's a good coach, which he just led Iona to the NCAA tournament. Oh, uh, he's coaching a team now? Yeah. yeah. He's in the Iona. NCAA tournament now. Of course he is. And he, in an interview, he brought eight suits. I think it was PTI, part of the interruption. He brought eight suits with him to the tournament um, just so his players could see that he has eight suits for eight different games that they <laughs> will play in. Of course he did. Because he thinks they're going to win. Or he wants them <laughs> who to do they, believe who do that they win the championship. I don't Round know. One. They open against Alabama. Oh. oh, they're going to win. <laughs> hey, Speaking of Alabama, I've seen Nate Oates' name, and he has apparently said no. He's not going to IU. So Weird. There you go. Okay. Uh, that IndyStar article, it, it had like a home runs or whatever. I think Brad Stevens was one, and Mark Few was the other, and no one is getting Mark Few out of Gonzaga. No. That's for sure. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I have a feeling... Uh, they're going to swing for the fences this time instead of getting a, s- a small school good coach like Archie Miller because the, that didn't work out. Well, they're going to they're going to hit a double, I think. <laughs> maybe <laughs> it, maybe it'll be a uh, what's it called when the double bounces over the wall? Uh, uh, what is that? If it bounces out, it's just a, it's an infield double or, or no. ground a ground rule double. Ground it's, rule double. Yeah, then maybe they'll get a ground rule double. That's still just a double. Yeah, but it's <laughs> but like they could go for a in the park home run then in that case, right? No, well, I ground, guess it ground rule out. double. No, yeah, right. rules out any any advancement past second base. <laughs> well, since there's no fans, couldn't the players technically just go into the stands to get the ball now? So shouldn't no, it all ground rule doubles be eliminated? It's called ground rules double because it's whatever field you're playing on. Each grounds has their own rules about what's what's considered a double. That would be fun if each team had their own rules. In basketball? Yeah, in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. Would it be fun? I'm thinking like the Nets. Like the ticky tack fouls that they would enforce in their games. Yeah, never mind. Take it, I take it back. I know this because for the Chicago Cubs, players all the time will if a ball bounces into the ivy, you all all you have to do is hold up your hands, even if you can see the ball, and they'll call it a ground rule double. Oh, <laughs> they'll stop the play. So nothing, and any other park oh. you play at, if it hits the wall like that, it bounces right back off. So yeah. Wow. There you go. I didn't know that. Yeah. Pretty cool. No wonder baseball is so stupid. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's very true. Yeah, but there's nothing like going to a baseball game in like a 72 degree weather, going up to Cincinnati, watching the Reds play, eating a hot dog, drinking a soda. I agree, but I'm going to be honest. I barely watch the baseball game. Well, no, you don't. Oh, when you're there, you're basically paying to tailgate yeah. in a stadium. Yeah, you're, you're there for the environment. You're going to hang out, have some food that's overpriced. Yeah, you could just go to the Louisville Vats game for free. Hey, pro tip: I don't know if it's still there actually because I last time I went to a Reds game was 2014 when I was in school in Cincinnati. The very top of the stadium in the back corner, there was a stand where it was a dollar hot dog. Uh, dollar soda, dollar peanuts, dollar popcorn. I mean, it was smaller portions. Yeah. But you could go up there. I'd bring five bucks, get two hot dogs, two sodas, and a bag of peanuts. And I was set. So it was five bucks for all that. I don't know if they still do it. But, dude, if you wanted to do the games right, you'd go buy a standing seat, which was six bucks to get into the game, into the stadium. If there's not, like, if the stadium's not full, you go find a seat, get a hot dog and all that stuff for five bucks and you spent 11 bucks to go to a game. So that was fun. I used to go after class, do that kind of stuff. There you go. Baseball life. Hey, it's not too expensive sometimes. That's the point. As it shouldn't be because baseball needs to do everything they can to draw in (laughs) viewers. (laughs) So yeah, that's what we think about the, the sun's game. Right. So we're clear. Our thoughts on the sun's game is baseball needs more viewers. (laughs) And Indiana is not going to get a great coach. <laughs> well, we don't know. I think they will. Hey, uh, yeah. Rick Pitino, 2021. Let's go. I saw Doug Gottlieb tweeted that IU is a top five uh, coaching job in the country. And I said, sure, that might be true if you're only including teams that don't have a coach right now. But there's Well, no. Trace Jackson Davis, if he comes back, then yeah. He's not coming back. You don't think so? Why would he come back? Will he get drafted? Yeah. I hope so. I'm rooting for him. But He could boost his draft stock, though. I mean, I mean, he's a sophomore right now, so usually like freshmen and sophomores do really well, but then once you go to your junior year... Every senior got tough. a waiver to come back to college, so yeah. I feel like there's going to be less people in the draft pool this year, yeah. so I mean, it's a good year to go. I guess you're right. And I think he's rated like 43 by ESPN, so he's definitely going. Man. That's a second-round pick. No, that's not a guaranteed contract. That's risky. Uh, yeah, Jordan Moore was like rated 50, and there was no question he was going as a junior, so... Well, that's also silly. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe that's the mindset of college guys. If you're going to go, you're going to go. So he does have a dad who was in the NBA and an All Star, and Dale Davis. So maybe he's steering him in the right direction. I trust. I I trust Trace Jackson's decision will be right. Also, coaching change year, he's for sure going. He doesn't want to mess with a different yeah. coach. Same reason, unless Al, it's Rick Pitino. Same right? reason Al Durham's transferring. Or maybe he hated playing for Archie Miller, and he's like, oh, now I get to play for. This other coach from a semi-small school who was good. <laughs> hey, I love Al Durham. Well, he's gone, so. Love Al Durham. I really like Justin Smith the year before too, who transferred <laughs> Auburn. So it's been it's it was a past. Or it's it's been tough to be an IU fan for four to five years, six seven years, like ten years. I guess twenty since Calvin Sampson left. Well, no, twenty fourteen when we were the number one overall seed and then lost. To I them. imagine the high watermark of your life as a IU fan was the Christian Watford shot. Am I right? Of my life? Of your life. I don't remember watching the 2000 championship. but You remember watching No, I don't. Okay, 2002. Of you remembering being an IU fan, that's the highlight. No, it's that Duke game from that tournament. I remember that. No, the shot, that Christian Watford shot is 100% the highlight. But that's a great highlight. It's not the best team we've ever had. 
right, because but I mean, two years later, or the next year when we had Yogi, Holes, uh, Jordan Holes. Well, I'm uh, just saying it says something about your program if the highlight of your life as an IU fan is winning a game over Kentucky and not like a tournament game or something. Yeah, but no, that's that's that was a great shot. That would be the highlight of a lot of people's college experiences. I still say it's that not like the just 2002 a game where they beat Duke. But you remember that? I do, yeah. All right. I was like seven or something. See, like that's right a better memory. I don't I remember at that. that game. Yeah. Oh, cool. You were at every game. No, my dad was at that game. Oh. I was not. <laughs> you probably were. You were probably at a Pacers I game. I mean, probably. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been March, so I'd have been, you know, on the road with the with the team. Guys, we're nearing 30 minutes into this pod. We had a lot of IU so baseball up. and football talk. Yes. So hey. All indie sports right here. Are you, are you trying to say you want to talk about the Nuggets game? Yeah, I guess so. Well, we'd we love to talk about the Nuggets. We lost 121-106. Uh, tough game. We uh, definitely should have won this game. But hmm. for whatever reason, uh, I mean, Jeremy, we, we kind of talked about this before the podcast. We didn't put our players in when we started blowing our lead in the fourth quarter. Like, we didn't put Miles Turner in, like you had said, um, off the pod. But... We weren't calling timeouts. For whatever reason, Bjorkman was just letting our guys go. Sabonis was having a meltdown. He, like, one of these fouls called was f- probably getting fouled. We didn't show the close-ups. I can't imagine all of them were because th- none of them were getting called. And uh, he was having a moment where it's like, shoot, Sabonis is going to force these shots up, which isn't him, but we got a seed in this Nuggets game for whatever reason. And it just felt like he was losing it. The guys kept giving him the ball, and nothing was happening. And we... Turned it over a lot, too, and before you know it, the Nuggets were up 8, they were up 10, and the game was out of hand at that point. Here's some here's some uh, time stamps and uh, point spreads here for you. After trailing, getting all the way down to 57-40 to 40 without Turner in the second quarter, he comes back in, and we're only down 65-56 at halftime. So he cut into the lead. He plays the entire third. By the end of the third, we're up by four, 91-87. And he sits to start the fourth. He doesn't come back in until 6-15, and we're down 104-93. Yeah, so there you go. crazy. Like, I'm not saying, obviously, Nate doesn't know that's going to happen by sitting Turner at the beginning of the fourth quarter. He probably should have sat Turner at the beginning of the fourth quarter. But at some point, after maybe a 10-2 to two run, maybe call a timeout and waiting till after we go down 22 or 24 to two in the fourth quarter to bring a guy back in at, that's just crazy to me. Like yeah, at some point you got to burn a timeout and try and write the ship, the, the ship because you've, you've let it get out of hand. Yeah. And the nuggets aren't a bad team either. Like we, I would so go really so good. far as to say the nuggets are a good team. Yeah. <laughs> I would at minimum, they're an above average team, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be clear about that. Let's be very clear. <laughs> but, I mean, it was obvious that they were taking over and we weren't doing anything to stop it. Like, we could have called a timeout. Hey, sometimes the team gets rolling. You can't do anything to stop but, it. But, I mean, at least try, right? At least try to call a timeout. If you see Sabonis is having a, like, getting into a fit, or so, I don't even know what was happening. You guys saw it, too. I, I don't know. But if you see all this stuff he happening. He was a grumpy dumpty. He was a grumpy dumpty. <laughs> When you start to see that stuff happen, call a timeout. If your best player is having a moment and screaming at the refs instead of playing basketball the right way, then yeah, call a timeout. I'm surprised he didn't get a tech. Yeah, there was a couple times. I'm sure he wasn't saying anything too mean. 
Well, maybe he was saying it in Lithuanian. <laughs> maybe. I bet he was just like, come on, man. Probably just something simple like that. Because he, he was definitely yelling enough to get a tech. But I don't star know. Star treatment, though. <laughs> no, he does not get. He got the star treatment. He didn't get man, a tech. He does not get star treatment, I'll tell you that. But almost had a triple-double. Mm-hmm. And I think is averaging 10 points against the Nuggets and 10 rebounds. Or, no, 10 points, 10 assists, and 9.5 and rebounds, I believe, against the Nuggets. Because didn't he have a 10-10-10 and 10 game last time against the Nuggets? I think he had – he might have had, like, 15 assists in that first game or something. Okay, so, I mean, he's averaging a double-double. His rebounds are for sure 9.5 because I think he just had 10 rebounds the first game. But 10 points in both games against the Nuggets, that's weird to see from Sabonis. Yeah, it is a little strange for sure. A big thing that they did not have in this game was somebody to stop Michael Porter – uh, who has had a history, at least going back to last year. I was in the building when he went off for like his first big game. It was against the Pacers. I was actually in the building, guys. Uh, Same. They did. Y- oh yeah, yeah. You we, we were both at that. I saw you. I saw you at the one stand. That the, was the Lakers game. Oh, yeah. We were both actually at we, those at that game. We were at the Lakers game. I was at the Nuggets game. You were at that Nuggets game? Okay. I, I don't remember where I saw you, though. Oh. Well, anyways, Porter, I think they just don't have – I mean, he's a tough guard because he's 6'10", and he can shoot from anywhere. So maybe that Warren, except for th- Except from three against the Pacers. Except from three against the Pacers. <laughs> but he had a lot where he was just either a foot of space or even less, but he was just shooting over guys. So I don't know. Maybe T.J. Warren coming back helps with some of that wing defense. No, 100%. I mean, he T.J. Warren was a good defender last year, and I don't know if he can stop Michael Porter. But, I mean, Porter had 20 points this game. Like, it's not like he went off. A lot of that was in the fourth quarter when he was right. leading that run That's for the right. Nuggets. He didn't play a lot in the first half because he got two quick fouls. Yeah, but he – I mean, he was leading that run in the fourth quarter, which, I mean, was, was just an awful yeah. quarter to watch. It was probably my least favorite – quarter to watch this season but we lost by 15 somehow after entering the quarter up by four yep so heartbreaking mcconnell not being able to shoot really it's not great this team yes yeah. this because the second unit both times those denver runs were like we talked about they were second units with sabonis on the floor and if he could shoot <laughs> just a wide open three it would open so much up for this team yeah he that's the it's really the only thing his game is lacking is three-point shooting because he can hit pretty much from everywhere else on the floor. As he can he hit fadeaway twi- 10-footers all day. Yeah, in the yeah. paint. Yeah. And he, he'll he throw up some of the craziest layups you see in the league too, but he can't shoot from outside at all. He had the worst plus-minus for the Pacers at minus 21. But I will add about the three-point shooting. I, we barely ever see him shoot threes. I, I think I've seen him shoot a couple this year in my memory right now. And he gets open – but he won't shoot it. So no, just no. shoot some. Shoot some. That's all we ask. Just shoot some threes. Like, at least make people guard you a little bit. Rondo started hitting threes in the twilight of his career. He doesn't – I don't think he really gets open. He's left open. But left open. That's what yeah, I'm saying. If you're left open, sh- at least shoot it. They're daring I mean, he, you to shoot he it. He has five feet of space mm-hmm. every time. That That's my biggest thing with McConnell is – I mean, yeah, the three-point shooting is a huge thing. But he passes up open shots constantly. Constantly, even when he's in the paint, like he'll just he'll get the shot open, but then put his head down, dribble, find someone to pass to. Like, j- dude, just take some shots. Like you've had such a great year, 
shoot for me, please. So do you guys think we'll see maybe more Aaron Holiday minutes in the playoffs? Well, he's not been able uh, – T.J. McConnell has been left on the bench for the playoffs for the majority of the time right. for a while now. So we'll see. I, we'll have to f- figure out what's going on. Maybe Aaron Holiday picks continues to pick up his play and picks up more of those minutes going forward. We'll have to wait and see. But also wasn't great in this Nuggets game, Aaron True. Holiday. Or, hear me out, Jack, you, this might cause you to have a Blue Wednesday. Okay. Maybe trade TJ McConnell, having a career year to a team who could use a backup point guard. He is in a contract year. He's expiring contract. Yeah. It's a thought. It wouldn't be a Blue Wednesday. Oladipo's my favorite. He was my favorite player all time. I don't. I don't know where he's at now. I still can't think about it fully. Okay. I need. I, my my mind's not clear yet. I could trade McConnell and a couple picks for him to get him back. Oh, <laughs> dude, let's do it. <laughs> right now, the Rockets might do that. The Rockets yeah, are definitely trading Oladipo because they have to get a top four pick. Yeah, they have to. To keep their pick this year. To be clear, literally they have to. It's uh, top four protected. They have to bottom out, yeah. Wow. Who who gets it if they get like the fifth pick? Oh, who is it? Uh, it has to be like OKC or something, right? It probably to get is Westbrook. Because didn't they yeah. trade Paul for Westbrook and a bunch of picks? Uh, or no, no, other way. Didn't they trade Paul and picks? No, I don't remember how it works. It was basically I'm like sure it was Paul and picks to take yeah. on that contract. Yeah, that's what it was. Wow. So they have to get bottom four. So it's for sure happening. So mm-hmm. Eric Gordon's gone. P.J. Tucker's gone. DeMarcus Eric Cousins Gordon is not getting traded because he just got hurt. He's out for six weeks. I mean, I guess he could, but could. If this it's is 2K, he couldn't. Yeah. Uh, PJ Tucker is not getting traded because he's just bad now. I don't know. I think I've seen teams with interest in him. He he is really? bottom ten in PER this year in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, that I don't. I see all this stuff about PJ Tucker's mad. He wants traded, and it's like PJ Tucker, you're playing horrible this year. He shoots. I think he shoots like thirty five percent from the field or around there, and thirty percent from three. He's thirty five years old. Like, what? Who who would want PJ Tucker? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if everyone I'm, – I'm assuming everyone in this room is aware of it, but I don't know if everyone out there is aware of it. The Rockets have lost 17 straight. <laughs> <laughs> they have. Uh, since Christian Wood left, he's coming, he's back, coming back for tonight's tonight, game. So we'll see if it turns him around or not. <laughs> but it's just – it's crazy to think they were 11-10, and 10, and now they're 11-27. and 27. <laughs> This is how you lose. If we uh, get the uh, Uncut Gems meme – of Howie. Have you guys seen Uncut Gems? I have not. No. Oh, okay. Well, there's a meme that goes around because there's a scene in the movie where he goes, this is how I win. So you could put him in a Rockets jersey and say, this is how I lose. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll get right on that. Uh, well, speaking of tonight's game, the Pacers have a game tonight against the Nets, but we're not going to talk about that because you're not going to hear it before. You're not going to hear this before we and play Blake them. Griffin's not playing, so what's the point? And we talked about it last week, so if you want to hear our thoughts – about a game that's already happened, you can go back to last week's podcast and hear them. Uh, that being said, the Pacers do have back-to-back games against the Heat on Friday and Sunday of this week. Of course, at Miami because of March Madness, almost all of the Pacers games are away. Jack, what are you expecting from these Heat games? Man, the Heat looks so good right now. They are streaking. They look so good. 
Jimmy Butler just passed up TJ McConnell for steals per game as well. He did. TJ McConnell's at 1.9. I think Jimmy Butler's at 2.4. Bummer. I was hoping that we ended the season with the lead, the league leader in blocks per game. Oh, well, we steals still per can. Game. We still can. Still Jimmy can. Butler it's looks close. really good it's right now. It's a tight now. race. Yeah. Jimmy Butler, here's what I'll say. He is just so lucky that TJ Warren's not healthy right now. I disagree. <laughs> TJ Warren, after the the scuffle last year, I don't want to say fight or anything because it was, it was very soft by mm-hmm. both of them. After the scuffle last year, uh, TJ Warren outplayed Jimmy Butler the rest of the season, other than the playoffs, obviously, well, yeah, when it, ma- he when he it really mattered most. He didn't play, outplay Jimmy Butler himself in the games. Uh, I don't know. He might have. Not the playoffs. He did. Not the playoffs. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Regular season, yeah. But I'm saying I agree with your point that T.J. Warren finished the year probably better than Jimmy Butler, but in that series, yeah. Jimmy Butler was way better. Yeah. So unfortunately, unfortunately, but what I will say is T.J. Warren is, I mean Jimmy Butler is lucky that T.J. Warren's not playing these games. We said that, <laughs> and then you just said it again. <laughs> just wanted to overemphasize it. Um, with all that being said, I expect two straight wins for the Pacers. Of course you do. <laughs> Well, I think it's going to be a little bit harder than that. The Heat look really good. Um, well, is their best player playing? Is Goran Dragic healthy right now? <laughs> yes, he is healthy and playing very well. Yeah, so shoot. It might be a tough one for the Pacers if they have their best player healthy, which he's not always healthy. So, Well, if you thought those two games will be hard, following up that uh, back-to-back, of course, we go from Miami to Milwaukee. And last time we played Milwaukee – at Milwaukee on the second night of a back-to-back this year, they were up by almost 40 most yeah. of the game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. I That was the worst game of the year to watch. I was thinking it was the Nuggets game a couple nights ago. Recency bias, of course. Yeah, the Bucks are tough to play. They're really, And we don't really have the pieces to guard Giannis. And or how we ended up with them on the, back, the second night of back-to-backs on away trips both times doesn't make any sense to me. It's, Mix it up a little bit, NBA. Throw us a bone here. When I think when I think of the NBA and like them in their little room planning the schedule, they do all the schedules and then get to the Pacers and they're like, shoot, who, who did, did did we forget to do the Pacers schedule? And then like last minute they just throw it together, give it to the good teams. Like on the second night of back to backs, we're like, all right, let's let them play the Lakers. Let's let them play the Bucks. Maybe get some easy wins for these teams. I don't know. So that's crazy. Hey, you're, it's conspiracy you can theorist. Also, you're a crazy person. can also blame the city of Indianapolis for accepting the final, f- well, all of the tournament really yeah. this year. Yeah. I mean, hey, but great opportunity also, for Indianapolis. But, yeah, it is tough for the Pacers. You can also blame the, the, the Rockets and whoever else it was that had our games canceled that now we have all these other back-to-backs. That's true, too. That's right. Second nights. That's right. When it wasn't our fault, which is annoying. Yeah. But, yeah, that's going to be a real tough one. Um, so 3-0 at this point. Yeah, for you, sure. And then we come back next Wednesday at home versus the Pistons. Should be an easy win. Home? Home. Wednesday. Oh, Wednesdays are for Indianapolis, Jack, all, all month long. Homes? <laughs> home game. Home. Uh, I mean, look, the Pacers aren't a top 10 team in the league right now, so I expect an easy win over the Pistons. They only <laughs> compete against really good teams. That's a good right? point. <laughs> That's a great point. And so, then – That'll wrap up our next week of games before we get back to talking to you again next week. Jack, what are you expecting from these four games? Well, including the Nets game tonight, which I'm assuming we won 5-0. and oh. That's my that's my <laughs> prediction for this week. That was stunned silence. <laughs> 
You're a crazy person. I'm going to go with uh, two and three here. I'm going to go two and three. Be two and three would actually be a, a big win for us. going to be realistic. No, mm-hmm. and that I'm would be two huge. And three. Yeah. Breezy, what do you got here? I'll give it a three and two. All right. I think they can steal one of these Miami games. Now, we've talked about this before, folks. you got a gambling opportunity here where the Pacers, there's a day in between, but they play Miami in Miami back-to-back this Friday and Sunday. So keep your eye out on the result of that first game. If the Pacers win, probably be a good idea to put some money on the Heat in that second game. If the Heat run away with the first game, might be a good idea to take the Pacers and the points in that second game. Yeah. So, and they've got a good chance to obviously beat Detroit and Brooklyn tonight. No KD or Kyrie. So, if you can uh, keep Harden from scoring or having a 30 and 15 game, get a good shot. I have a safety bet on FanDuel, uh, James Harden to have a triple double and the Nets to win. That's a safety bet? That's no, my safety a, bet because obviously I have some bonuses to have a triple-double in the Pacers to win. Did you don't seem very safe, neither you, of them. Yeah, you parlayed both of those? Yeah. <laughs> those are both not safe bets. <laughs> just watch. They're both going to have triple-doubles at the end of this game. Just, just watch. it's going to be so a you tie. you lose one bet. Yeah, I lose one bet, but I, I spread well, it out. you probably get pretty good odds on those, so you probably still No, I put a dollar on both, and I can win over 200 on my parlay bets. I'll, I'll read them to you guys at some point. They're not too bad. I think it's four team or four games each parlay. It's not like my regular 12 Wait, team so it's, parlay. <laughs> so both of them are for the players to get a triple double, either the Nets or the Pacers to win and then you have two other things in each of them? Yeah, let me let me verif- let me double check this. You just, no, you no, 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 no. They're not contradicting bets in the same parlay. I'll tell you that. So Right, no, I mean, you have two different ones. One is Harden triple double and Nets to win plus two other things. Plus three other things, yes. Okay, so you said you had a safety net, and then you proceeded to just slash it up with a machete. <laughs> All right, actually, let me read this because I might have been wrong. Um, okay, so Brooklyn Nets at Pacers, James Harden triple double, Brooklyn to win. That was plus three thirty odds. I, I again, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you're laughing because you know the results of the games already. Oh yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> um, and then I have Miami Heat at Memphis Grizzlies, Butler to have eight plus assists and Miami to win. Then I have uh, Paul George, Clippers at Mavericks. Paul George, 25-plus points and Clippers to win. Then I have Bucks at 76ers. Middleton, 3-plus three threes, Milwaukee to win. I put $1.10 down to win $231.62. You really like losing dollars. <laughs> well, I'm about to get all that money from the Zach spread Levine's the love. Zach in a back-to-back tonight, man. Oh, shoot. I should ask you about that. Anyway. Take your spread the love money. Yeah, I'm about to. Preemptively. It's a good idea. Get it. On him. It's mm-hmm. a pretty good idea there, buddy. All right. Well, that was Breezy's gambling corner. Hey, I'm all for a gambling corner. Ooh, or sh- Breezy's betting bench. Betting oh. bench. Or betting bed. Did no. you say binge or bench? Bench. Okay, good. Yeah, I probably don't want to have a betting binge. No, that's, that's the opposite. Picture this, though. Breezy's betting bed. You're wearing a robe, smoking a pipe. What's in the pipe? Tobacco. I don't know. Tobacco. Bubbles. All right. I'll bubbles. Yeah. Let's do bubbles. Okay, bubbles. Bubble pipe. I'm back on the pipe. <laughs> That's a good. One. Uh, you know what? I'm not on the. I'm not on any sort of pipe. Uh, <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Yeah. Move no. On. <laughs> All right. We're gonna close this thing out with one of Jack's favorite segments. I don't. I'm not sure. Have we done this this year? We haven't. And we haven't even touched on it this year. Uh, Jack keeps a running list of Pacers player rankings, and we're gonna get his list now. Uh, I are, I also made up a list so oh. we can compare. 
Okay. And Jack, go ahead and take it away. Yeah, so actually this year, if you've kept up with this at all over the past year and a half, two years, however long we've been doing this podcast, um, actually I added PER this year. Interesting. So and That's a little uh, wrinkle. It is a little wrinkle. So I didn't like, not. it's not necessarily like from 1 to 18 best PER. I, I excluded Oladipo from this list as well. I don't know if you included him. I also excluded TJ Warren and Karis LeVert. Okay. Uh, I included both of those. Not enough sample size. Yeah. But uh, Oladipo could be number one on this list because <laughs> it turns out he was the most important player that we had. Once we traded him, we started getting bad. But um, PER isn't top to bottom, like just based on PER. This is eye test mostly. Um, and I'll begin. Do you, how do you want to do this? Do you want to read like a few at a time and then... Like, I'll read a few, then you go. How do you want to do this? Uh, why don't you go, and I'll let you know if I have them in a similar area or if they're up or down or however. Okay. And, and then I can just read my full list at the end. So I'll just start with the top three. I would assume yours is the exact same. Okay. Sabonis at one. Yep. Brogdon at two. Yep. And Miles Turner at three. That's dead on. Who, Miles Turner, I had at sixth at the end of last year. You did. <laughs> Already looking way better this year. Um, I don't know what's changed exactly but he looks like a more confident defender and on offense looks good as well so i have in third i'd like to point out also that uh turbonus the combo of turner and sabonis we yeah their combined stats have been going up all season they've looked better and better so that actually um, i'm glad you said turbonus because i've heard the the other way around and i think turbonus is the better nickname yeah it sounds so much better yes <laughs> i don't feel embarrassed to say <laughs> yeah. turbonus <laughs> Um, also dangerously has, close to turd bonus. Well, it has turbo in it. <laughs> it's turbo time. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a part of the turbo team. You don't run with us. Hey, if you're a basketball fan and you like comedy, go watch I Think You Should Leave and then follow I Think You Should League Pass on Twitter. <laughs> um, okay, so PER, an average PER is 15 points um i i have all the equations i'm not like just look it up on your own i'm not going to read all of it but um there are one two three four five six pacers right now with an above average per jeremy would you like to guess who they are Uh, i'm gonna say those three yep i will say doug mcdermott no interesting jeremy lamb jeremy lamb yep i will say tj mcconnell yeah okay and then last one's levert we can't really count that yeah. but he has an 18.43 per right now which is actually pretty good yeah, so it's good i think the greatest all times 27 by lebron james one year but i don't think that's right i don't think that's right either i'm pretty no, sure it's well over 30 yeah now that i said that out loud there's no way that's right but okay so those I'm are pretty sure jordan had like a 33 <laughs> <laughs> multiple times you aren't just gonna let me guess on this all right so our top three are the same sabonis brogdon turner next at four and five i have mcconnell and then mcdermott which feels weird to put McDermott there, but I put him at fifth because of importance for me. Those are my four and five, but I had him switched. Oh, you had McDermott at four? I did. I think the scoring he brings to the table is a lot is really, really important. Yeah. Especially so far this year, which is what this is based on. Without Warren and Levert, his his contributions have been really important. Yeah, played really well as our third scorer. Yeah. Um, which is asking a lot of him. But he he's ro- he's risen up. I mean, he had twenty two points the other night against um, the Suns off the bench, and I mean, like the ability that I mean, he's even he's taken a step forward this year too as a scorer. Like yes, he's he learning has. how to create his own shots. I mean, 
I wouldn't say he's particularly great at it, but he's learning and he looks kind of like Creighton Doug McDermott, like we talked about last week on the podcast. So yeah, I think fourth is a great spot for him. I just put McConnell there because I think the contribution he's brought on defense has been so fun and electrifying. Yeah, it was it wasn't an easy choice for me. And both obviously we both have them right there together because yeah. they're both really important. They're the McDouble boys. We could have put them together, right? You keep calling them that. <laughs> All right, so sixth, I have Justin Holiday. Uh same here. Seventh, Jeremy Lamb. Same here. Oh wow. We did not do these together. We everybody. did. This is awesome. <laughs> okay, this is where it'll probably actually still be the same. Okay. okay. Eighth, I have Edmund Sumner. Yep. <laughs> Ninth, Goga. Yep. For real? Uh-huh. Unreal. Okay. All right, here's where it might get tricky because I didn't rank everyone. Yes. Well, so I have, if you have the last guy I ranked will be totally perfect on the totality oh, of Oh, so my you list. just ranked the top ten? So, yeah, I just ranked these guys. Everyone else, like the two-way guys, those guys I didn't throw them in. Okay, well, I would imagine it's Aaron Holiday then. And it is. It's, that's what I have. Yep. Okay, so we just missed one. We missed our four and five, but those were just yeah. flipped. I'm going to finish my list if that's okay with you. No, that's. I figured you would. I these The end of the bench guys, they're all so close together. It's hard. It's, they're all pretty much tied for me. No, Jeremy's pretty easy. Okay. Play that. <laughs> so, 11, I have Karis LeVert, who's already jumped all the bench guys for Interesting. me. I had assumed you were just leaving him out of your list. I nope. didn't know you're actually going to put him so. Karis Levert so far is 11th and quickly rising. 12th, I have Jakar Sampson. Okay. Followed by Jalen Lequeux. Interesting. N- no real reason that he's there. Just well, I thought I would have thought you had Cassius Stanley a bit higher. Well, N- for no on. reason at all. I'm getting there. I have Brian Bowen at 14th. All right, my guy. I have Cassius Stanley at 15th. There he is. I had him really low, and I. Uh, all the numbers about Cassius Stanley are showing that he's probably the worst player on the Pacers right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's been fun. I, I like Cassius Stanley. Yeah. I had him 15th. 16th, I have TJ Warren. 17th, I have Keelan Martin, who just, I think, has been bad. I think he's been more of a negative than TJ you, Warren. You've been out on him for sure. Yeah. And then 18th, I have Monte Ellis. No surprise. <laughs> but we still have to include him on the list because he's still getting paid <laughs> yes, by the do. Pacers. So um, I guess we could have included all of us and anyone listening as 18th. And then Monte Ellis is 19th because I think we contribute more to the Pacers than Monte Ellis. You does. have done that before. Yes. That's and a I, move you've made. <laughs> yep. I left that off of this list, but there is some validity to that. <laughs> and I, I don't know if there's any disagreement there because Monte Ellis is purely uh, a parasitic being in this situation. So true. Yes. So there's there's our list. Um, my list. I, I, I say our because it was so close, but. Uh, Austin, what do you think? Anything crazy about that list? The fact that Monte Ellis is still getting paid. Yeah, wild. Um, no, I mean, nothing too crazy. Yeah, the top three was easy, and then from there, like, McDermott or McConnell was the real question yeah, mark. Yeah, really the only question mark. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I'm sure you all will see these on social media sometime in the coming days, so be sure to let us know your thoughts on them. Uh, Jack, to clear up one thing, I was right about Jordan having multiple PERs in the 30s. I was wrong about the number. It's 31. Okay. Here are all the guys who have had 31 point something in their careers. You've got LeBron James. So he's first? No, I'm going from the – he's 14th. Wow, I was so off. Okay. He's, he's 31.11. Okay. Uh, then Jordan twice. Embiid this year. This year doesn't count. Okay. This year doesn't count right now. No, because the PER is so crazy right now. Uh, Curry, 15, 16. Jokic this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, 
then James again in 2012-13, Chamberlain back in 64, Jordan again, LeBron again in 2009, then Jordan again, then Wilt twice, then Giannis last year. Highest ever PER. It's 31.86, so all these guys are right there together, but still. Unreal. Giannis has the greatest PER of all time. There you go. So maybe we need to rethink PER. Not that he's a bad player. I just don't think he's the, now, he had you, the greatest season of all time. If you look at PER without any of the restrictions on it, I believe Boban Marjanovic is still the all-time leader <laughs> in PER. Very so efficient. That's Very probably efficient. why they added restrictions, huh? Because <laughs> yeah. he was the first all-time. That's why, that's why all these leaderboards have minutes and like, yeah. number of restrictions on them. So the number restriction right now is if you're on pace to have 500 or more minutes played this year, then you can be eligible for PER. So... On the Pacers right now, the players that aren't eligible are Goga, Jakar Sampson, and then the rest of the bench unit from that point. So, like, LeCue, Bowen, Stanley, Martin. Monte Ellis isn't eligible. I don't believe I'm eligible either. Probably I not. I don't think you're on pace. Yeah, I don't think so. You have I, to play a lot of games. I'd have to play 48 minutes straight for the for a good handful of games. That math forward. is actually really easy. You'd have to play 48 minutes straight for 10 games. 10.2 games. 10.2 games. <laughs> True. Great point. So I just did that math. Before. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> it's probably closer to ten point five, right? Because I'd have to play an extra twenty minutes at the end of those ten. Well, games. It's, yeah, it's probably well, it's ten point ten point four four. Yeah, yeah, ten point four. So okay, if you're listening out there, Oklahoma City, <laughs> I'm ready. <man. laughs> if you're if you're putting Pokachevsky out there on the on the court, why not just throw me out there too? There you go. Okay, see if you're listening. Hey, Pokachevsky hit a game sealer the other day. Yeah, but I can't have a worse PER than him, right? Could you? I, no, I think I would have a better PER than Pokachevsky in the NBA right now. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, any closing thoughts from you guys on the pod today? No. All right. Breezy? Go Pacers! That's always the closing thought we want to hear. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, I am Jeremy, and I'm joined by Jack and Breezy, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Bye. You want me, Joel Embiid? Come get it, because I'm going to give it to you. Are you kidding me? Sabonis brought it to him.